Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives, inspiring Christ followers to join Jesus in his mission in their everyday lives. Well, hello and welcome to Rooftop Perspectives. I'm Michael Brewer. This is John Whaley. Hello, John. Hello, Michael. Good to see you today, my friend. Uh, Good to see you. Good to see you. We're glad you joined us. Our goal each week is to inspire you, to encourage you to join Jesus in his mission in your everyday life. Uh, We take the stories uh, of, of people who are actually just doing that as well as what God's doing as he's moving across the nations, our schools and our college campuses and our churches, and, and just do that to entice you uh, to, to release whatever anxiety you might have or intimidation you might feel and, and be able just to trust Jesus to join him in his mission. Amen. And today um, I'm excited to introduce um, my good friend, Joel McGill, to all of us. Um, Joel leads All America, which is a a ministry connected with Call to All, a global movement that has brought together over 60,000 leaders in strategic partnerships to fulfill the Great Commission. Um, And and All America is about how do we do that in America? How do we reach every person in America with the gospel? How do we pray for every person by name? How do we get the Bible into the hands of every person in America. It's an amazing movement that we we are a part of as the rooftop. They're one of our strategic partners that we work with closely and they put together some incredible resources. And so I sat down with Joel to talk about all America, uh, of course, about his life. Um, he has a, he has an amazing testimony of um, growing up in Chicago and how God um, got hold of his life in some very unique ways. And so you will enjoy this conversation with Joel McGill today. And we hope it inspires you to find out how you can become a part of all America in your community, in your church, I mean, your city, in your state, because God is doing something amazing as he's answering Jesus's prayer in John 17. And all America is one of those um, strategies that God is using to make that happen. So without any further introduction, Enjoyed my conversation with Joel McGill. Joel, it's so good to have you today on Rooftop Perspectives, and thank you for taking time out of your your busy schedule um, to carve out some time for this. Yeah, it's so good to be here. So grateful to get to spend time with you today. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about All America, but first, um, let's just talk about Joel McGill for a little while, since a lot of people watching may say, who is this guy? That's what um, I ask every day. That's what you ask. Every who, is who, am who am I? And why right. am I here? Um, right. But uh, yeah, tell tell us about Joel, um, your journey to Christ, um, your family, mm-hmm. what God's doing in your life these days. Um, anything you want us to know about Joel McGill? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it all started on a dark and stormy night on uh, in 1981. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I originally was born in Oregon, uh, but I was my parents split up. I ended up, uh, getting moved to Chicago. So my mom was a single mom raising three kids, uh, working two jobs and in, in the city of Chicago. So that was kind of my, my context. So, uh, translation, I got in a lot of trouble wow. and, uh, ended up kind of running the streets, 
uh, of Chicago. And uh, it's not good when every little kid's role model is Al Capone. It's, uh, it's really not a positive uh, positive <laughs> context. So that's what I grew up in and uh, ended up just doing small troublemaking uh, type things. And that escalated to more and more types of crime and uh, just got really bad, went from bad to worse. And uh, by the age of 15, I had two different groups trying to kill me. My friend got stabbed and killed by a rival gang and uh, people were trying to gain rank were coming after me. It was all kinds of chaos. Uh, even had the KKK trying to kill me at one point. Uh, and so the, I figured I had about six months to live and uh, a friend of mine invited me out to this uh, youth outreach and uh, told me about church. And I had kind of been dragged to church a few times, you know, a year, but didn't really know what this was about. And um, and I said, well, what do you do there? And he's like, well, we play basketball. And I said, I love basketball. It sounds great. And I asked if there were girls there. And he said, yeah, I'm like, great. Church sounds good. And uh, so that's why I went and Basketball and girls. Basketball and girls. Why all men go to church uh, is the growth part, I think. Um, But anyway, so I ended up uh, at this uh, retreat and the um, minister there uh, told everybody that if you give your life to Jesus, you get a whole new life. And uh, I thought Mm -hmm. to myself at that point, well, mine's about to be over anyway. I've ruined my life in 15 years. So Uh, I need a new life. And uh, at that point, uh, he gave the opportunity to respond to the gospel. And when I put my hand up, I encountered God and he revealed himself to me and showed him who who he was. And and I just had an amazing encounter with Jesus that changed my life forever. And it's true that I did get that whole new life. Uh, I didn't know what it meant to follow Jesus. Uh, They said to me at that event, they said, hey, Here's a Bible. You go to one of the roughest schools in Chicago. You're the only Christian kid we know in the whole school. Uh, good luck. That was the that was the follow up plan uh, for me. It's amazing how the Word of God and and the Holy Spirit actually made that work. So, um, uh, God shows up when man's weak. And so yeah, so I started trying to figure out what it meant to follow Jesus. Uh, I figured they don't swear. I thought that was like an important principle for Christians uh, because I, whenever I would swear at Christians, they seemed to not swear back. Uh, so I knew, I knew I had to change. And so I stopped swearing. That was a big deal for me. Um, and uh, I still was running around doing a lot of dumb stuff, but I used to, to, to share with my friends uh, if they swore around me that I was a Christian and that if they didn't stop swearing, I would beat them up. Uh, and, uh, so I used to threaten them that if they didn't pay me money, uh, or, or stop swearing, I would beat them up. This was my evangelism in my early days. Um, and so I was very zealous, uh, but didn't really know much. And, and that just, uh, continued, uh, to grow and learn more about Jesus. And, um, one day I was, I was really looking for a job. I had just moved out of the city. My mom had quit her jobs to save my life and get me out of the city. And I ended up needing a job. So I turned to the Bible and, and uh, t- they told me all the answers to life was in the Bible. So I turned to the table of contents and I found a book called Job. And, and I thought, all right, I, this thing's going to help me get a job. And so I first book of the Bible ever read. Uh, was a book about getting a job. And so I read the entire book and the end of it, I was so mad. I took the, I took the book and a Bible, I threw it across the room and I said, that is the weirdest story uh, I've ever heard. And at that point, I had this thought come to my mind that was different than my own. 
And that thought said to me, well, at least you're not as messed up as that guy in that whole situation that he was in. And I said, wow. well, yeah, okay. I'm like, well, maybe it's not going to give me a job, but at least help me feel better about my situation. <laughs> and uh, I ended up uh, going over, picking up the Bible, began to read. I turned to Second Corinthians. It was the second book of the Bible I read. And I ended up just falling in love with the word mm -hmm. and with God in the word and had an encounter uh, with him in that way and spent that summer just studying the Bible. And I prayed the most dangerous prayer I prayed in my life uh, that summer. Um, I prayed this prayer. I didn't even pray like this or talk like this, but I just, as I was reading the Bible, I was so grateful for everything Jesus had done for me. I said, God, would you give me your heart for all people? Old, young, black, white, would you give me your heart for all people? And I probably hadn't cried in like five years since I'd been in a street fight and got punched in the face or something like that. And, uh, and, and I'm telling you, at that moment, I hit my knees. I began to weep and wail and grieve with such a deep pain I'd never experienced. And it was at that point I realized I served a God with a broken heart. And uh, mm -hmm. so I've, I've given, I decided to give my life from that point forward uh, to minister to that broken heart for the rest of my life and just to do whatever mm -hmm. I could to ease the pain of the father who so longs for people who don't know him. And so, yeah, that was really my uh, major turning point in my life. And that's what I've done ever since. And it's taken me all over the world and, uh, Australia and all throughout Asia and had the privilege of just doing that one thing of, uh, of just trying to ease that pain by finding those lost sheep and, uh, introducing them to the one who loves them and gave his life for them. And yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a journey. I've uh, been married now 20, be 21 years next month. Uh, yeah. got, got three amazing children. I'm an old man now. So I got a 17 year old who's working wow. and and uh, I know I can't believe it. It just happened. She was like a baby in my arms and now she's driving my car. It's a whole new, grew up fast. And uh, I got a, a 14 year old and eight year old too. So uh, wow. we got empty nesting still on the horizon, but I see it and I'm waving at it. I'm, I, I don't know how far <laughs> away it is, but it's going to be good. That is so exciting. I mean, I love that story of how God captured your heart and gave you his passion for the world and for mm -hmm. people. And, and that's, I mean, that's what it's all about is that, you know, walking. And I like how you said that, you know, I just wanted to minister to that broken heart of God's. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, 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 that is critical. Um, well, let's, let's talk about all America. You know, our tagline at the rooftop is joining Jesus in his mission. And mm -hmm. man, if there's a ministry that is joining Jesus in his mission, it's all America. Uh, because we, we know Jesus's mission was seek and save mm -hmm. the lost. And, and, and that's what all America is all about. So um, tell us about all America, you know, first of all, what is all America and how did this movement begin? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the thinking behind this uh, really was birthed in the year 2000 uh, out of a gathering in Amsterdam that the Billy Graham association brought together and uh, Lausanne and, and really focused on finishing the great commission. How do we get to these last people groups who have never heard uh, in 2000 years, what many of us take for granted, that's all around us. And so uh, out of that came um, a group that said, hey, we're going to we're going to work together to make sure this gets done and began to discuss, well, what are the main elements of reach when we say we're going to reach 
these people. Well, what is that? What does that mean? What are the components of that? And and so uh, the framework that All America has really has been birthed out of uh, came out of those conversations and out of those initiatives and this great commission alliance that uh, formed through that process with many, many different groups working together, measuring together, but really still running in their own lanes. And so showing how by having a common measurable outcome, uh, but each one doing it in their own unique way, but collaborating and all these different components uh, which has seen thousands of unreached people groups be engaged and uh, and still a lot more to do. <laughs> many, many people yeah. have still never heard. Uh, but just the progress we've seen over the last 20 so years has just been tremendous. And what that's led us towards was, well, what God was doing amongst these global missions organizations we believe God wants to do in every community, uh, in every neighborhood, in, in, in every block, and that we could see uh, diverse Great Commission alliances coming together around common goals, measurable goals, um, and learning to, 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 again, appreciate the diversity of expression, but to begin to uh, work towards a common kingdom outcome. So the framework that we use, it's just our one piece of the puzzle. It's not, we're not everything. No one is all is what the spirit keeps telling me. Uh, so yeah. it's not about us. We just have one piece of a, of a contribution, which we call the finish lines of the Great Commission, which these are broad, measurable values that we see across the body of Christ um, that can bring diverse groups together um, that value these things. But again, we'll never probably get them to agree on how to do them all. But it's the first one is prayer. Uh, so the idea that in a block, you know, a city, you could pray for everyone by name. Uh, mm -hmm. That that is something we, you know, I was prayed for by name all those years before I met Jesus. I'm sure you were prayed for by name. Yeah. And we know this works. Uh, and so we know that this is something that's on the heart of God for every person to be prayed for by name. Um, the next is compassion and justice. So to demonstrate the love of God in some practical way of, of going through felt need to get to real need. So be able to care for them in some way. Uh, the next is evangelism, that every person gets introduced to who Jesus is. And then the next is Bible engagement. So every person gets a chance to engage with the word of God to change the way they think and live. And then the last is Christian community, that every person gets a chance to connect to a Christian community. So you may have not heard those five laid out that way, but if you think about it, there's a good number of people in many communities, some places there's not that many. But if we could engage every person in a community with those five, we, you would have a more comprehensive, pot potentially, maybe you have a more comprehensive already, uh, perspective mm -hmm. on what does it mean to truly serve people, to love people uh, with the full full gamut um, of, uh, and maybe not full gamut, a major part of what we would say is, is you reached them. You at least gave them an opportunity um, in these different ways. So again, it's not the full picture, but it's just a piece that we believe can help bring unity around measurable outcome and that those that are on mission could begin to see themselves in these mm -hmm. different lanes and go, okay, we're, we're not competitors, um, but we're all bringing our piece of the puzzle together. Amen. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things I love about All America. One is you've, you've created, again, this great collaboration 
you know, and, and, and an understanding that there is diversity and unity. And, and I think that, you know, and we're seeing that more and more through different organizations where, you know, people are waking up and realizing, you know, there's only one church. Yeah. Um, there's multiple expressions, but there's one church right. and we're right. all about the one mission. So let's come together and use all our diversity to advance the kingdom, um, right. to, right. to reach our cities. And, and I love the five finish lines because, you know, it does give you some measurement. Um, you can look and see, okay, where are we at? You know, how, how, where are we at in the area of compassion and justice? Are we, are we really meeting some felt needs so we can really point Jesus to them, point out Jesus to them? And, and that's one of the things that attracted me when I first started looking at all America. And then we had that initial conversation and is, is the fact that, you know, it's not just, Hey, let's go do this. It's okay. Here's, here's five measuring, you know, lines here, finish. And I love the finish lines, you know, that, that whole concept there, because it does give people an opportunity to begin to look at, okay, here's, here's what's involved. And I know in the prayer piece, I believe we're using the bless every home app um, for that. And so I had an opportunity to spend some time with Chris Cooper just um, about a couple of weeks ago awesome. and, awesome. and um, talk about the whole app and all that's happening with that. And, um, and it's a great app. I mean, I, I use it constantly. I use it every day to pray for my neighbors and, and, and we're starting now to build community out of that. We just had our first, um, first neighborhood cookout. They hadn't, they hadn't had one in like 20 years. So good. And so we just, um, me and another neighbor just got together and said, let's just send out an invitation, um, to about 33, 35 homes right around us. Mm-hmm. and see what happens and we yeah. had close to 30 neighbors show up for the first cookout awesome and, and just had an incredible time yeah. of course they were yeah. all leaving saying when's the next one when's the next one um, you better do the next one yeah so that, i mean people love community and it was it was really cool but it all came out of that been praying for these neighbors yeah. and now we're connecting and creating community and building relationships and and what was what was really cool, we had neighbors that didn't even get a postcard that heard through just the grapevine going through the neighborhood. There's going to be a cookout. Yeah. And yeah. and so it was really, really neat. So I love I love that whole thing of the five finish lines and and how that works. So I know we have all America, but now there's like all California, yeah, all yeah. Oregon. So what's happening with the different states now? Yeah. Well, just to echo what you're saying and and comment on it a bit here is, you know, it's so consistent what the spirit of God is saying all through the different denominations, Mm -hmm. uh, whether, you know, whatever spectrum people fall on that is he's saying uh, it's time for the family to come together. Right. This great collaboration uh, that is so important and so much on the heart of God uh, that that, you know, my friend uh, Jonathan Frizz. Uh, says that Jesus always gets what he prays for. And uh, so when we when we think about John 17 and that prayer of oneness, it seems like maybe in our lifetime, maybe uh, Jesus is going to get uh, that yes. And uh, and that he's calling us to this oneness that he and the Father have. And, uh, and so anyway, I just hear that. And the other thing, even just as you shared, it's getting back to the basics. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the consistency across the board. People are hearing that is it's we we have to get back to the simplicity of loving loving our neighbor. Um, in many places, we do church really well. 
got dynamic ministries, got great audiovisual, got great programs. Um, but yet decade upon decade in America where people are moving away from the word of God um, and relationship with Jesus statistically. And we have an opportunity to repent uh, and get back to the simplicity of just learning to love the, the people around us, demonstrating that love of God in day to day. And that is the, the our bread and butter. And yeah. so I'm so grateful that you're doing that and walking that out. And again, that's for all of us. Uh, that we have to say, what is our part in the Great Commission, uh, not just overseas, which we still need to be going and being a part of, but mm -hmm. we need to do it right where we are uh, in the world around us. So we are seeing that all over the country. Uh, we are seeing groups come together. And ultimately, it doesn't matter what it's called. We, I almost discourage people from calling it all something, but because uh, the Lord is telling me no one is all. Uh, it's right. Jesus' table. It's Jesus' church. Uh, the nations are his inheritance. He's our inheritance. I don't want to trade those. I don't want to trade mine. I don't want, I don't want the nations. I want Jesus. He can have the nations. And so this opportunity is just set before us to really bring the church together, uh, set the table uh, for the church. I, um, a person, an intercessor once prayed over me and said, Joel, you're setting the table of Koinonia for mm -hmm. the church. And, uh, and, and it's what he's doing. We're just playing a, a small part in it. But yeah, all over the nation, there's about 30 states and cities that are really coming together uh, in love, in unity, in humility, but around this idea of what could we do together and what could we measure and track together. And so we're seeing this common scorecard uh, becoming a tool for more and more groups that are saying, hey, we want to see heaven on earth in our city. And so having this common language is just br bridging a lot where um, they're, they're saying, oh, hey, we're all going after the same thing. We all have similar outcome and we're measuring together and it's creating a, a deeper level of unity than just um, those that maybe, again, they they're, they're have a different burden or a different cause. But like I said, it's growing all over. Um, we're seeing just unity at a very practical level uh, all over the country. That's so cool. Let me get a sip here. So now I got a frog in my throat. <laughs> That's right. My computer just went to sleep. Something's going. <laughs> yeah. But everything's still going well. But yeah, and I love that. I love that whole thing that's happening as we're watching the states and the cities. Mm -hmm. and I love that whole picture of come to the table, just come to the mm -hmm. table. And, and let's talk about how do we impact our neighborhoods, our city. And, and again, you know, the five finish lines give us the roadmap. You know, here's the things we can begin doing, beginning with prayer and then going from there to begin to really impact, impact the city. So, so people that are watching are wondering, so how do I become a part of this? You know, what's, what's the first step? What if I want to set the table for my city or for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. pastors in my city? Where do I even begin? Yeah. Well, let's, let's start with just every one of us. Like you said, is, you know, you, if you're a person that's saying, Hey, I want to get on mission and, and be reaching those around me that are being missed. Um, you know, when we think about measuring, we often think kind of cold numbers, tracking, mm -hmm. maybe even pride or ego. Um, and I was like, Lord, you know, I need a, I need a word. I need some perspective on this. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, it's really hard to tell the difference between a hundred sheep and 99 unless you measure. 
Uh, and that's really the heart behind this is that if we're going to find that one lost sheep and we got a lot more than one in America, um, mm -hmm. we need to measure so that we can not just pat ourselves on the back with all the good we're doing, but so that we can focus on where we're missing and the, those that are being overlooked. So I think for each one of us, uh, what I'd ask is download the Bless Every Home app. Start looking around you and saying, okay, who is God placed right in front of me? Uh, the Great Commission next door that you could just begin to pray for, uh, begin to look for opportunities to demonstrate God's love to them. Uh, introduce them to this man, Jesus, uh, that that it died on a cross for them and to begin to introduce them to the word of God. Just so maybe it's they're trying to find a job like me. <laughs> you can help to show them in the word. Uh, and uh, and you could begin to, to connect them to a community of believers. Maybe it's just a small group in your home. Uh, maybe you just begin to gather them for uh, cookouts, things like that, to begin to connect them mm -hmm. to the body of Christ where they can begin to grow in it. So think about it on an individual level. This is something every single one of us can do, and it's going to take every one of us if we're truly going to engage every person in America with those five finish lines. The next thing you can think about is, what could a small group of people do? And so if you go to allamerica.org, there's a small group uh, study guide. You can even go through and it just walks them through those five finish lines. Uh, if you're a pastor of a church, we have a, a, a strategy guide uh, that you can find on the site there that you can begin to evaluate where are you strong in these different categories. And uh, there are some, some scalable tools on our site that you can utilize if you want to strengthen some of the areas you're weak or even better partner collaborate with some other groups in your area that are maybe carrying other pieces. And then if you want to go after your whole community, we have some strategy guides as well that you can begin to identify what are the different movements in our city that are working in these different areas and what would it look like to set that table uh, and to bring these different groups together, not to just recruit them and assimilate them into your brand, but what would it look like to have a kingdom brand where all of your logos, all of your different identities are saying, hey, we're going after something bigger uh, and we're going to let Jesus lead this thing. And so we're seeing that happen all over the country. And then, like I said, if you have a vision for your maybe your major metro that you're in or a, a state or a region. Uh, we have strategy guides for that too. And so it's really the same thing over and over again is just asking, okay, who, what's your all? What is the all that God has called you uh, that to, to, and ultimately that you're responsible for before God, you, these, these leaders in these cities are going to have to stand before God in heaven and give an account. And man, we want to do whatever we can to serve them uh, and so we've curated some tools. We, we have a framework they can use, but there is a myriad of partners uh, out there that are saying, hey, let's co-serve together. Let's not compete and fight over people uh, and money, but let's take an Apollos and Paul approach to this and say, you know what? It's ultimately this is all his church and this is his kingdom and nobody owns it. Uh, and we can really do better together than apart. Amen. Yeah, it's obviously, I mean, I don't, you know, I know you see it. I mean, God is obviously moving in some amazing ways. We're seeing the body of Christ come together. Um, you know, I was just a part of what God's been doing in Cleveland, Ohio through um, prayer. And it's just been amazing what God's been doing in Northeast Ohio, just bringing the body of Christ together to say, how do we impact Northeast Ohio with the gospel? Right. And and, and that's, you know, and so we're seeing more and more of that, especially excited to see how God's moving among the Gen Z's 
And man, their passion. Um, I was talking yesterday to Jeff Eckert and, and never the same. And, you know, we were just talking about this fall, you know, what's going to happen on campuses as so many, so many students have that understanding. My all is my campus. Yeah. How can I impact my campus? And, and, and we're seeing that happen. So, yeah. So these are exciting days to be in the kingdom and, and to be a part of what God is doing. So, yeah. and I thank you. I thank you for just taking time today um, to, to meet with me and, and talk about what I love to talk about. How do we, how do we reach people with the gospel? How do we mm-hmm. make disciples? How do we impact? And, and, and one of the things I love, which you, which, you know, which you've said, you didn't, you said it, you didn't say it, but you did say it. it it's simple. We make it complicated. That's right. You know, yeah. and, and I tell people that all the time. We make it so totally. complicated. Totally. There's things that, uh, again, are just right in front of us that the Lord is just is already at work in. And we yeah. just need to join him where he's already at work in our in our community. You know that. I know that's part of what you're 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 walking people through. And and uh, one thing, just even as you mentioned, Jeff, if I could just so throw this in there, something that God's been really putting on the heart of a lot of different people mm-hmm. Uh, is this uh, area of schools. And so one yeah. of the things that we're seeing emerge is, is a, kind of a national theme around praying for schools, prayer walking schools. And so this is, there's about 131,000, 132,000 around there schools across this nation. It's not even a massive number if you think about the number of Christians all over this country. And so one of the things that we're doing, linking arms with the National Day of Prayer, Moms in Prayer, Christian Teachers Association, um, uh, Campus Alliance, all these different, both prayer and school ministries, uh, denominations that are coming together saying, let's take responsibility for these schools and let's start in the place of prayer. And so we're that's an initiative that's going on. Uh, you can go to everyschool.com, um, and you, that is uh, kind of our tracking tool. But what if we could cover every single school in America in prayer as a measurable goal? And that's just, again, one expression of how, again, God is bringing us together around these common measurable mm-hmm. outcomes that become a big win for the church. It's a, I call it a big, a big win for the big C church. And so this mm-hmm. is an opportunity where everybody's doing it in their own way, in their own unique approach, but we're tracking and we're measuring together. And so that's something God's really highlighting right now. It's obviously on his heart. Um, and even with the shootings and different things that have been going yeah. on, um, it's time for us to stand in the gap um, and really contend for safety, for flourishing, uh, for teachers and students. And so anyway, I just want to invite those that are watching to join us and let's let's get it done. Let's cover every single school with ongoing prayer for safety and for flourishing in America. Amen. Yeah, Jeff and I, as we were talking, you know, talking about the fact that, you know, his goal is to have a million students praying. And he said, you know, all that is, if you can get 15 students at every school in America, you got a million. I mean, we just need to get 15 at every school. We have a million students praying for their schools and every school is covered. So it's a it's something that, yeah, God's definitely placing on the heart of a number of people um, to really begin to cover the schools in prayer. But. Yeah. And I'm excited about these days and looking forward to working closer with you and um, and just finding ways that even as the rooftop, we can plug in and and just be a part of this great collaboration 
of reaching every person with the gospel and Amen. completing Amen. the great commission because that's what Jesus's heartbeat is. So, man, thank you for taking time today to be with me, Joel. Yeah, it's so good. So good to be with you. Yep. Well, I, he almost is in a perpetual smile. He's so excited about what God's doing. I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody that just looked so joyful and so happy in their life. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and and listening to him and seeing him, you just kind of catch that. So when he says, if we engage with God through prayer and his word, pursuing him with all our heart, God will radically change our lives and take us to places we've never dreamed about. I will never, ever open the book of Job again and not think of it as the book of Job. <laughs> that's just, you know, and, and somebody wanting to throw the Bible across the room going, that's the weirdest story I've ever read. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit speaks a word of, con of encouragement and conviction to him. How important it is to realize that when we engage with God in his word, through honest prayer, no matter how naive we might be, even in what we perceive as, well, that made no sense, God's speaking. That's right. God's going to speak us and take us places and lead us in encouragement. God's going to do things in us that we have never thought about. And of course, that's scriptural too. Amen. Amen. I love, love that story. It's so real. It's so real. It is. It is. And, and you're right. Joel, Joel is passionate about what God's doing in his life and through yeah. all America. And I love his humility because he doesn't want it. You know, he's even telling other places that are launching all America movements. Don't put the all in there. You know, I, I just want it to be about the kingdom. I just want it to be about the kingdom. Um, one of the things he said, this quote, um, where, you know, he asked God just to give him his heart for people. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and that's the first time he had, I think, cried in years and God just gave him, God revealed to him what he did to Peter, his broken heart for lost people. And I love that line where he says, I want to minister to God's broken heart for people. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody put it that way. Never. It's the first time I've ever heard that. It's powerful. You know, we always talk about, I want to join Jesus in what he's doing because God has a heart for people. We want God's heart for people. But the concept of when, when I step out and join Jesus in his mission, I am ministering to God's broken heart for people. So powerful. I mean, that's the core of our calling. I mean, that's what joining Jesus is all about. Um, that's why we want to join Jesus because we want to, we, we really want our hearts to be broken by what breaks God's heart yeah. and, and, and say, God, what, how can you use me? What do you want to do through me to engage the people all around me so they come to know about this Jesus that has so radically changed my life? And I think one of the things we need to pray every day is, God, give me your heart for all people. And 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 then we, we then we serve because we serve a God with a broken heart. And God, we want we want to experience that that brokenness as well. And Man, I just, the way he said that just really gripped me. This, this is a thought I have never had. Specifically, the, the fact is we need to minister 
I love how he said it. I want to minister to God's broken heart, to minister mm-hmm. to him. I want to bless God. Exactly. And, and, and the Psalms speak of that, of us blessing God. And, and But understand, the enemy wants to poke God's broken heart. Mm-hmm. And he does it by attacking those God loves and drawing them into darkness, drawing them into change, drawing them into sin, keeping them away from God. So he intimidates the church that we don't want to go there. But there's this there's this dual thing I, I, that I've never seen before. I've always understood Satan doesn't attack us because he cares anything about us. He attacks us because he hates God. Amen. And Satan is attacking God's heart, and we need to be ministering to God's heart. Mm, that's good. Never good saw that. That that came while you were speaking just now. Uh, mm. How can I minister to God's heart for broken people? That's wow, what a what a thing. And and then you said it a while ago. He said never use the word all. No one's all. Yeah. That's, that's right. what we're all we're all pieces of this bigger, great puzzle. And, and it's through those five finish lines, Christians from so many different backgrounds and you know, mighty is different flavors and seasoning. What makes, you know, a re- really good chowder or stew or a meal is all the different seasonings you put in, how they blend together. And, and some of them come from seeds, come up, you know, from, from plants, that are that are full grown, some from the leaves ground up. They're all different looking, different shapes, different smells. But when you put them together, look at the aroma and the flavor that comes out of it. And that's what he's trying to tell us. This diverse background of all mm. these different people can unite behind the mission of Jesus so that we impact the places where we live, work and play in a way that shows this great diversity but at the same time, so diverse and so unified. The great unity around measurable outcomes, not that we are competitors going after the same thing, but we are great collaborators. Mm. That's the prayer of John. I mean, of, of Jesus in John 17. Father, I pray that they will be one. All those who come to believe because of the testimony of these that I have kept. They will become one, even as you and I are one, and the world will know you sent me. Diversity is just all the different spices working together. And and I mean, how how boring would everything be if the only thing we ever used was just a pinch of salt? And yet it's so necessary. But mm-hmm. when you had all those different diverse flavors into something, it has a rich aroma that is appealing. It has a great flavor that satisfies. And that's what God wants his church to be in the world. In all its diverse looks, in all of the way that it functions, that we, as we blend together, have this incredible aroma that attracts people to Jesus and the flavor of life that gives people hungry and thirsty for righteousness for Jesus. That, well, that's the answer that Jesus, and I love how he said it. 
I can't think of any prayer Jesus would pray that doesn't get answered. Mm -hmm. And he's prayed for that. So am I working towards being a part of the answer or am I standing in the way? Amen. Amen. And it is, it's that diversity in unity that makes all the difference, makes all the difference. Because what's happening in these cities and communities that are beginning to take the five finish lines, what's really neat about that is not just pastors coming together. Yeah. I mean, just bringing people around what we call the gospel alliance, basically. And so you've got people around the table who are in the business sector, the education sector, the health sector, um, the realtors. You got all these Christians that want to see transformation. And they're all coming together with all their gifts and skills, including pastors and religious leaders yep. and beginning yep. to look like taking these five finish lines, which you go to, you know, allamerica.org. You can learn all about the five finish lines, which give you, a, which I love because it gives you a measuring, a measuring yep. rock to kind of see, okay, how, how are we doing in these five areas? For and, those who want to check the boxes, this is a good box to learn to check. That's right. This is a great box. And and again, their website's got some great resources on it for, for church, for, you know, your community, however, you know, however you want to be engaged in, in this movement, um, which is just one of several movements that God is using as part of this great collaboration to bring this nation to Christ. And so, man, just a great, I love Joel, always smiling, always excited, always positive, and just a, just a great brother. So we thank you for taking time today to join us as we um, had this conversation with Joel McGill. And we hope and pray that this inspired you. And if it did, yeah. um, please, um, if you're watching this on Facebook or watching it on YouTube or listening to it, please like and um, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as follow us on Facebook. So you'll learn more about the rooftop and what's happening. Share this with your friends and um, share this on your social media. And then please, if you're listening to this on Spotify, um, if you're listening to this on um, Apple, um, write a review. Just write a simple review of how this blessed you, how this encouraged you. And, and, and that helps get the word out to more and more listeners. If you want to know more about the Rooftop International, the ministry that Michael and I serve with, please visit our website, therooftop.org, and you'll discover more about this ministry all the different places around the world that we are serving the body of Christ, how you can become a part of this movement. And you'll also learn some great information about our upcoming discipleship summit in Dallas, Texas. If you'll just hit the summit button at the top of the page on our website, um, you'll, you'll see recordings from our last two summits in, in Bogota, Colombia and Kathmandu, but you'll see information about the upcoming summit next year in March in Dallas, Texas. And we hope you'll, um, be a part of that either online with a cluster of people or in person. And we look forward to those two days as we talk about making disciples beyond the walls of our church buildings. So God bless you. Thank you for joining Michael and I today on Rooftop Respect as we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.